Sports Radio welcomes you to the Lions Den with your hosts Michael Heiger and Louis Bellotta. Ah, uh, yes, you are listening to the Lions Den here on Impact Sports. What's going on, everyone? I'm your host Michael Heiger with you every week, and join with me, as always, are my co-hosts Chris Bogus. Bogstradamus. What's up? What's up? What's going on, Chris? Happy belated birthday. Thank you. How was your birthday weekend? It was great. I'm sure it was. And we are also joined by Louis Bellotta. What's going on, you guys? What's going on? (laughs) Louis, it's been a pretty boring week, the bye week. Not only the Lions, but also MSU football as well. What did you do to help you uh, carry over through the bye week? What did I do? What did I do on Sunday? Just help celebrate my birthday a little bit. Yeah, I helped celebrate his birthday on Friday. Okay. Um, Sorry, you know, I, I watched it, a little bit of that That's Dallas okay. Cardinals game. That was good. Saw about half of that. Then I went to, uh, I went over to Coles. Went to Coles. I went to Cheddar's for the first time. You ever been to Cheddar's? Never even heard of it. No, it's a pretty good place. What is it? Pretty good place. It's this restaurant. It's out by. It's on the west side of Lansing. Okay. Some new place. Pretty good. Cheap food, but it's really good. You want to know what I, I did? The fish tacos. I watched the Miami Dolphins destroy Philip Rivers. Did you know? Business, yeah. guys. Business. 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 We're going to go into that a little bit later on the show, previewing Lions Week 10 matchup with the Miami Dolphins. And then, thanks, T-Pain, <laughs> for that. Uh, also, today for the show, we aren't going to be recapping any game because, hey, there wasn't a game. But Lewis has some buy and sell topics for us oh. for the rest of the Lions season. They're tasty. They are Tasty. I don't even know what they are yet, but they sound delicious. <laughs> so you're already buying oh, them, Oh, the huh? anticipation. I, I, all of them. <laughs> I might buy a couple of them. We'll see. Uh, we're also going to be talking a little bit on Lions injuries and also some interesting comments that Reggie Bush made on Fox NFL Sunday. But I want to get started with those buy and sell topics because I'm just ready and eager to hear about them. Lewis... First buy and sell topic. All right, guys. Hit me. First buy or sell question. <laughs> Throughout this season, the Detroit Lions have yet to have a 100-yard rusher. Buy or sell. Will that happen before season's end? Chris, I'll let you go. I buy. You buy? You buy. Yeah. Why do you buy? They'll have a 100-yard rushing game. I don't, I don't Against need to. who? Against who? The Bears. The Bears. Thanksgiving or Week 16? Both. Ooh. Both. Okay. Yeah, both. Both. Okay. All right. That's really going out on a limb. Yeah, because the Bears suck. <laughs> okay, well, I don't think they're going to get it by Week 13, but I am buying that they are going to get it the week after against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's, I'm sorry, they're, <laughs> besides the Raiders, they're the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, Pretty dismal. Raiders. They are awful. So it'll be a blowout. Joe will run for like 150, Reggie will run for 120, and Theo will run for 200. Yeah. <laughs> Not actually, but they'll they'll get 100 yards against the Raiders. Theo Riddick Some, having the most will. yards, I like it. Lewis, I want to know, do you buy or sell on your own topic? When I first 
wrote this question out to myself. I was selling, but you just it's I I don't Can even know if a team you? has ever done that before. I don't not had a hundred yard rusher and in a still season. made the playoffs and still make the playoffs. Ooh. It's got to happen. It'll happen with one of those. You won't even realize they got a hundred yards. It'll be garbage yards at some point. You know something like that. It's a garbage team. Yes. Yeah. Like I buy. Players. It'll happen against the Vikings at home the day after my birthday, December fourteenth. Happy birthday. Day before my birthday, December fifteenth. Oh, look at you guys! How cute! You want to go to the game, Higer? Uh, nah, I, I can't. Nah, maybe. Oh, shoot, shooting me down, man. Hey, we're we're not going to be in school, so maybe <laughs> it'll be break. All right, All let's right. get this second question out of the way. Very similar to the first question involving the offense. Kelvin Johnson, he's been hurt for about a month now. He only has three hundred and forty-eight receiving yards. Will he eclipse? The 1,100 receiving yard mark by the end of this season, buy or sell? Mm. Higer, you're first. I went first last time. I'm selling. He's not going to eclipse 1,100 receiving yards this season. It's really weird to say that, but we're halfway through the season. He has 348, so I I know he's missed a couple games. Technically, he's on pace for about 700 receiving yards, and let's look at some of the teams that they still have going up, going forward, some of these past defenses. You've got Arizona. He's probably going to be blanketed by Patrick Peterson, who shut down Des Bryant. Made him look terrible. Made uh... him look awful. And usually Patrick Peterson doesn't go against the team's number one, but the, the way that he went against Des, I wouldn't be surprised if he was on Calvin also. Might put him on Golden Tate. Man's on fire. I wouldn't be they, they could, but... And then you look at, I mean, Miami completely obliterated the, uh, the Chargers. They... They got shut out. I honestly and think, though, if you want to argue that, the Chargers' defense is slightly overrated. I think it is overrated, but anytime you shut a team out... That, that is impressive. Philip yeah. Rivers uh, and it, had a great year last year. Shadowed by Peyton Manning, but number two... And he had a great start to the year this year, too. I, I had the I had the Chargers for going into the season in my Super Bowl. So. I, I had them winning the AFC West. Well, they, they look terrible right now. But, I, I mean... They well, they never have, play good in November, so there you go. And, yeah, I mean, and then you've got New England, who... I mean, you saw what they did to Peyton Manning. They've got one of the best pass defenses in the NFL. He's Calvin's gonna be on Revis Island, man. And I don't, I don't feel comfortable with any receiver on Revis Island, even especially even if it's Calvin Johnson, because we've seen him there before. We it's always been an anticipated matchup, but Revis is back to his old tricks. He's back to prime Revis and prime Revis State. Prime, prime, <laughs> prime Revis State. It's a good one, but. Yeah, I don't see Calvin getting the 1,100 yards. I th- I think we could see him maybe come close to 1,000, maybe, but I don't see 1,100. If he was to get uh, 1,100 yards, he'd have to get 100 yards in the next seven games. You said he had almost 400, right? He has three. Eight games. 48. Even tougher. Okay. Well, he, he would have to average over 100 yards each game. Yep. So mm-hmm. that is correct. That, that's, you know, that's... A little bit of math. That's a little tough for Calvin, even though. But do you think he he could he could hit two hundred? He, he really could. Games. He could. He's got yeah. the he's got the counter. He's he's got the Robin. Batman's got his Robin. But you also have to play. And that, it. That's going to be the exact same thing. It's going to take away from those big games because Rob, Robin will show out. It will. But you we'll also have to play that. into it. I'm sorry to interrupt, Chris, but Calvin he's still not 100 percent healthy. And I know as much as he'd like to say that he is 100 percent healthy and he wants to get in, and I do think we'll see him play on Sunday. We're, he's not 100% healthy, and who knows, if the Lions clinch a playoff spot early, what they'll really do with him in those last couple of the weeks of the season. So I'm not too comfortable with Calvin Johnson's health, 
And I think that's something else that could play into it. I feel a little going away from the buy and sell a little bit. I feel bad for the defensive coordinators coming up because this whole time they've been planning to uh, stop Golden Tate. Now Calvin Johnson's coming back. So it is a little I bit. Mean, of it's a that good problem that everybody was talking about yeah, at the beginning of the season. It is a good problem. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be able to see Stafford spread the ball out a little more, Hopefully. especially when the tight ends come back as well. So very, very interesting. All right, what's number three? All right, Lewis. I'm wondering uh, no, we, we still you have to, you still have to give your answer. answer. Oh, I'm, I'm buying. Really? I'm buying. He's still in his prime. He's still unstoppable. Golden Tate right now has 800 receiving yards. 800. That is nuts in my mind. I think that my mind is absolutely blown. And, yes, he has been the number one receiver, but the team – has nobody other than Tate, and he has put the he's put this team on his back. He has, and you know what? There's no reason to think that he's going to simmer off just because Calvin's here, and because people are going to go easy on him just because Calvin's here. If he still is on this, if he stills on a tear after the bye week, Calvin will be a lot more open. I buy. Interesting. I like it. I want to know over under 300 yards the next three weeks against Miami, Arizona, New England. Over, because. They need to beat Arizona and New England to be to be considered a great team. You know, if, if they want an early playoff spot lock, they have to beat the, those two teams. They're two of the best teams in the league. Even, and Calvin even needs with to back-to-back beat. weeks against Patrick Peterson and Darrell Reeves. Yeah, he's got to be his top-notch Calvin. Top-notch Calvin's going to get over 100 yards in those games. I'm not saying he, you asked me if he if he's going to Wait, what did I don't even remember. Oh, I'm so flabbergasted. Combined three it, an average of 100 yards per game the next 3 weeks. 3 300 total yards combined between Miami, Arizona, and New England. Yeah, he can he can do it. He can do it. If this team is all around if the defense is top 5, if Tate is still on his tear, I could see him get it doesn't mean they win, but I can see him putting he can I can see him going Megatron mode and doing it. I'd be happy to see 200. I would be too, but I think 3 is possible. 3 is totally it possible. It only takes a few catches for Calvin to Pass a hundred yards. It I mean, does. he's that done it every true. game, every season he's been here. So that is great. I point. think it's possible. I I totally believe Four it's possible. I mean, I, I won't say it's impossible. I just don't think it'll happen. Those are three very good defenses. Actually, top of the league defenses, right there. They mm-hmm. are. Yeah. But have they versed a Lions team with Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate? No one's and a Lions first offense that's kind of sputtered throughout the year. It has sputtered, but it's a bye week. They've gotten time to get healthy, get their things together. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's possible. I'm buying that he gets 1,100 yards. Well, let's hope you're right, Lou. I know. I hope I'm right, too. All right. This third question. By the way, I have four questions. I said three earlier. I oh, you lied to us. I did lie I'm to not. You. I'm lying, Lou. Sweaty here. palms. Sweaty All palms. Right. I'm ready. So I was first originally going to ask you, the, and it's, it's an easy question, will the Lions make the playoffs by yourself? Ha, ha, ha. But I'm going to make it a little bit more complicated. Last week we had talked that I saw an article that they came out with the current 2015 draft class order if the season ended last week. In that order, the Lions were picking 30th that's, overall. That's so great. One, that's just amazing to think about. But anyways, I rechecked the website and they didn't update the this, this spot, so we're going to stick with it at 30. Buy or sell, the Lions pick between 25th and 32nd in April. Bye. That means that they make the playoff and the playoffs and that they win their first game. Or they have a first round bye. Or they have a first round bye. And I'll start because I mentioned that first round bye, and I think they're gonna be getting that first round bye. Ooh, I like it. I think the Lions get that first round bye with a twelve and four record in the NFC. I think it's good enough with 
the Eagles not having Foles there, the Cowboys with Romo kind of shaky right now, and the rest of the team's starting to fall apart a little bit. Niners look like poo. I, I, Niners look like poo. I think, <laughs> I think Cardinals will be the number one overall seed. But in the end, I think the Lions get that number two first round bye, and they, I am buying that they do have a pick between 25 and 32. I'm not going to take a guess on where in there. I don't think it'll be after 30, but Chris, buy or sell. I piggyback Higer. I got nothing else to say on that. I think that uh, recently the NFC is starting to really spread out. Like Seahawks poorly played against the Raiders. Like They won, but uh, it was gross. The Niners played like poo, like we said earlier. Um, Cardinals are great. Cowboys don't have Romo. I still don't think they're that great. Their strength of schedule isn't very intimidating. The NFC South is a wash. The Lions are just starting to sit at the top a little higher. So they keep playing the way they've been playing. Shouldn't be hard for them to stay near the top and get that first round by. So I buy. You buy? What? I, I want to intervene with a question real quick. What is the tiebreaker for two teams that don't play each other in a season? Um, if they were to finish with the same record, who gets that first round by? Is it based off strength of it would schedule? Go, it or? would go, I think it's uh, division ranking. And then, uh, like, or, you know, like... um, Not strength of schedule? No, it would it would go your schedule within the division, and then it would go to a tiebreaker. So your record within the division. Yeah. Interesting. Because right now the Lions and the Eagles, I believe, are going to be the two teams that are competing for that. Right now they are tied for that final spot. For that final first round bye, and they do have the same uh, division record at two and zero, and that's going to be the tough part because the Eagles get to face the, the Giants one more time, the Redskins two more times, I believe. So, well, the Lions still get to play, face the last place Bears two more times, and the Minnesota Vikings one more time. Even Thanks. though you fell into my trap and just <laughs> said that the Bears are not good. Ooh. <laughs> All I said was they were in last place. I did not say that they're not good. I don't think they're a team to sleep on. Jump the gun there a little bit, Chris. But that, that's where the that's where the fun is. Uh, it's going to be tough because the Eagles and the Lions are in a good position to do that. Okay. Well, I I don't really know the real answer for this, but I have an answer. It's not really a buy or a sell. I'm like buying, but I'm returning at the same time. Ah. I think that the Lions are going to pull a Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I think they're going to have a great regular season, have a decent first half of the playoff game, but lose. Oh, no. So that gets them you're, around. You're going hashtag SOL in the playoffs. Yes. It happens. Every team has that every year. There's always that team that in the in the during the regular season they play great. And, and they get to the Bengals. The Bengals, exactly. And they have oh. a decent first half of the game. They keep it all together, but at the end of the game, the better team prevails. And I think that's what's going to happen to the Lions this year. But what have you, you seen to... the Lions do in the second half of every game this year? Come from behind. The exact. Are you willing opposite. to take a flyer on who's going to come back against them in the playoffs? My w- ooh. If you look at it, it'll probably be between New Orleans, Green Bay, or the or Philly or Dallas. Those are probably your choices. If they right verse, there. In, if they're versing Philly, I think Philly could do it. I think Philly could bring it around town. Okay. little SpongeBob reference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bring it around <laughs> town. Yeah. All, right. All right. Well, Just here's my last question, and it doesn't involve the Lions, but it's something that I've been talking about since the beginning of the season, and I think this is a real possibility this is going to happen. In the 2015 NFL draft, buy or sell 
a quarterback is not selected in the first round? Nah, uh, no, the Rams are going to draft a quarterback. Are you sure? Oh, wait, no, do they even have a first round pick? I would have to look at that. I don't know what their status is for now. If they don't have a first round pick, they're screwed. But assuming everybody does. Assuming everyone does. Assuming everyone does. I'm trying to think right now, calculate all the QBs in the league. You know, I would say no, because it almost happened last year. Mm-hmm. No, it didn't. They had Teddy Bridgewater, Johnny Manziel, Blake Bortles. Yeah, but mm, those were reaches. Very questionable. But picks. they were all people projected to go in the first round. Or was round. it the year before? It that... was the year before with EJ Manuel. Yeah. That... Oh, the Bills are silly. Yeah, do you I, I buy or sell? No. The uh, first round goes by without a quarterback being selected. I think this is a quarterback, not saying super talented, I think this is a quarterback-saturated NFL right now. I don't think a team is willing to take a first-round pick on a Jameis Winston or a Marcus Mariota. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. I think Marcus Mariota is a great quarterback. Chris, I want to know, buy or sell, because I I, I, I Well, just look at it. Answer. Look at it right now. The only team that's... Could scream they need a quarterback right now? Are the New York Jets? Thank and that's you. A, and and I would and I think everybody mostly not, would wait, agree. Not the Rams. Not the Rams. Why? They have Austin Davis. I'm not. But see, here's the thing. No, <laughs> wait, no. You, I, wait. I'll explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. All right. Here. Here's your chance. Here's my chance. I'll do my dance at the Space Jam. Oh, all right. Just go. Okay. <laughs> all right. They have Austin Davis. Now, granted, he is no Peyton Manning. He's no Stafford. He's no Andrew Luck. But. He has kept this team in every single game they've played. Has he not? You're in the first round of the draft. But has he not? Lewis, I could name five teams who would take a quarterback in the first round. I'm name just five saying, right now. I want to hear I'm this. Just, hey, I'm just saying, I think one, yeah, I bet you people in that organization are giving up on Bradford, and I wouldn't blame them. But they waited so long for a quarterback of Bradford's type since Kurt Warner left that I think they're willing to either give Bradford a chance, Bradford blah, a chance, or wait on Austin Davis, or have them both compete and see what they can do next season. I could tell you a few teams that would draft a quarterback. I think as an NFL move, I think they'll wait. Nope. I could name at least five teams. Name that them. Would I want to hear that yours. If Marcus Mariota is there at number one, I can name five teams that would take him there at number one. Go. Go. Houston. Yep. Ryan Fitzpatrick's playing okay. No. no okay is not good enough. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, but if nobody goes in the first round, take him in the second. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's a team with playoff talent. And they are not a playoff team. No, no arguments. Texans, Titans, Jets, Zach Bears. Mettenberger was drafted in the second round. They're giving him a chance. They're just going to abandon Zach Mettenberger. Yeah. If Marcus Mariota is sitting, you, uh, you, there are talented quarterbacks in, in that draft. Let's say Zach Mettenberger wins one more game the rest of the season. You don't think they'll draft Mariota? It, the first you know, round. you're just drafting. You don't think the players. Raiders with Derek the Titans, Carr? I don't think are a talented team. I think they could go any any which way. You don't think the Raiders with Derek Carr? Who keep in mind, I know he they drafted him last year. He has not won an NFL. See, that's game. the thing, though. It's the Raiders. I don't think they would make the, the right Raiders. move at all. You don't think if a Marcus Mariota, a Jameis Winston, and hell, uh, heck, I'll even throw my name. I'll I'll even throw his name in there. Connor Cook. <laughs> right. 
Right. Connor Cook. If things go really, really well, he's going to the NFL draft. If things go very, very well, I don't see a Piper reason why and Mache are already projecting him as the number three quarterback. Yeah, I, w- in this I draft. don't see a reason why he. And I think he no, can move ahead he, of Winston. That's what at he number just two. said. And quote, he said, "If things go really, really well this season, I'll go to the NFL. Otherwise, he's coming back next year." Which yeah, I assume oh, that. Oh, okay, which I assumed okay. he means national championship or bust about the going to the NFL. So I, I think if they make the Big Four playoff, he's going to the. To the draft, and I think he has the talent to even be drafted ahead of Jameis Winston because I think, let look at it. Cook doesn't have any off the field issues. A team like a a team like really anyone in the NFL would want to would want a player of Cook's character over a player of Winston's yeah, character. I totally agree with you. I'm not saying that's a, that's a wrong statement, but again, the Raiders have no one. Okay, here, here's where... They I'll, have absolutely no talent on that team at all. I'll buy into that. The Derek Carr is actually, what I hear, is playing pretty decently, but the Raiders are just not a good team They almost beat the Seahawks. Zach Mettenberger deserves a chance, right. He's only had one game, okay. But there are teams that are in a quote-unquote win now, like the Bears, like the Texans. They have really decent teams that can win now. Jay Cutler, the clock is ticking, guys. I don't know how many times... He's going to be like in this situation. It just can't last for that much longer. Here's another one in a Jay Cutler situation Eli Manning with the Giants. They have pretty good backup in Ryan Nassib out of Syracuse. They just, yeah. That is true. That is true. You know your backup quarterback's crazy. I'm <laughs> proud of you. Um, but I mean, come on. The clock's ticking on Jay Cutler. Look at Tampa Bay. They can't stick with Mike Glennon for much longer because that team's an embarrassment. One of the team, two teams in the top two or Tampa and Oakland are going to be drafting in the top three of this draft. You, gotta, you, know. you, you can lo- you can lock that in stone, and you can also lock in stone that one of those two teams will be drafting Marcus Mariota. Yeah, Marcus Mariota is in the Heisman running. You're going to say a Heisman can- uh, candidate's not going to go in the first round? That's just a lie. Well, I mean, there's been Heisman candidates that haven't even been drafted before. There's, Heisman winners that haven't even been drafted before. There's a lot of like Heisman who? candidates that Jason were in the Jason White out of Oklahoma. Mm, interesting. There's a lot of players That's from just the a fun trivia question anything. I like to put out there, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, Buffalo. Yeah, exactly. Kyle you really think they're going to stick with Kyle Orton for the future? Yeah, Kyle Orton is not the future. How many of that times franchise. have you seen uh, teams just stick with a guy just because he knows the system no. and he played no. decent the last season? Actually, Marcus Mariota would probably be the perfect fit for the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills have a great team. Marcus Mariota to Sammy Watkins. Ooh. That just sounds good, doesn't it? That, that's sexy, right yeah. there. I don't know. Hey, I'm buying my topics. I think Jim the. I think here. I think Marcus the only Mariota. way a quarterback goes in the first round of that is if somebody trades into the first round to get it, like the Vikings did to take Teddy Bridgewater. You really don't think if Tampa Bay is sitting there number one overall in the draft, they aren't thinking, "Here's Marcus Mariota. We have Mike Glennon at quarterback." Well, We're going to stick with Mike Glennon over Marcus Mariota. I would pick Todd Gurley because I don't think Doug Martin or Bobby Rainey are that good. They have Charles Sims that drafted him last year. He just came off the IR. Assuming he doesn't do anything, then maybe, yeah, Todd Gurley. Apparently but, we're all... Hey, I think Todd Gurley would look pretty good in the Lions uniform. Hey, I would not take that away from you. I agree. Would Although Todd Gurley thought... be there at 30, though? No. No, he would not. No, he would not. And, and we I would know be... the Lions ain't trading no picks. And I'd be very unhappy if they did that anyway. Yeah. So... The lines trade up. I'm going to choke both of you. We already know they need a D tackle, so we'll just stray away from that topic. But yeah, I'm, so you guys all sell. I buy. 
that how we're going with that? Yeah, I really can't see any situation where Tampa or Oakland sitting there in the top three does not take Mariota. I think you could see two quarterbacks taken to the top ten. Because even like you said, even when quarterback, even when it seems like it's not a quarterback-heavy draft, there's always somebody who trades up in the draft to take one. No, I'm not saying it's a quarterback heavy draft. I'm saying it's not a quarterback. It's a quarterback saturated NFL. Saying the weeks, it's on the weak side. It's on the weak side. A little bit of weak. Market sauce. is not fresh for quarterbacks. Yep, it isn't fresh. But I mean, there are some teams who doesn't mean there's not a good quarterback. There. I think the Jets are done with Geno. I think the Bills are done with EJ. And I don't think that their futures are Michael Vick or Kyle Orton. And you can't 100 percent say Ryan Fitzpatrick's job is safe. No. Jay Cutler's job is not safe. Those are four teams right there that no matter what will draft a quarterback. Not maybe not the first round. They'll draft him somewhere. You know, they're gonna draft a quarterback regardless. What do the Redskins give up on RG three? Think someone's gonna bounce at him instead? They should give up on RG three. And I'll throw one more team out there. I know it's a little controversial. Peyton Manning's not getting any younger. He if they win the Super Bowl this year. I think that he. I think the Super Bowl this year will be his last game if they win it. Ooh. All right, that is the one thing I didn't think about when I came up with that question. You don't like Brock. You did Osweiler. get me on that one. You don't like Brock Osweiler. Not a fan. <laughs> what a name is that? Ugh. He's like six foot nine. Yeah, I will say learning under Peyton Manning probably was pretty beneficial, but. I mean, you got to think Denver, if they win the Super Bowl, I don't see Peyton Manning coming back for another year. Maybe maybe about, I'm wrong. What about maybe the Maybe I'm wrong. What Andy, about Andy Dalton? They, they just signed him to that gigundo yeah. contract. What does that mean anymore? What does that mean anymore? I mean, they are going to make the playoffs this year. And I'm interested to see who's, who's going to make the playoffs this that year. That team is the Bengals, will the not Bengals make the play- who are in first place in their division uh, right now. Oh, just behind who? The 6-3 and three Steelers and the 5-4 and four Ravens? What? And the 5-3 and three Browns? Yeah. Can we just say the AFC North is the best division in football this it year? Is. Yeah, wait, can you repeat Somehow. that again? Yeah. What? No team is under 500 in that division, and I can't believe I'm saying the this. Be- that, is the, that is the Bengals' division to lose. Hey, t- hey I'll take this, too. Brian Hoyer, he's playing pretty darn well. Yes, yes who's trade coming back? Johnny Manziel. Who's, yes, no. Who's to coming back? the Jets? Yes, no. See exactly. <laughs> oh, ESPN would have a field day. I think Johnny football. What if Mark Sanchez just completely shines? He's only on a one-year contract with the Eagles. Oh my God! I don't. I'm mean, just saying. I think as a quarterback saturated NFL. I, I, Mark Sanchez no is one of the worst quarterbacks in the National Football League. He aired it out. He aired it out. He did, he aired I don't out. care. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Hey, someone will take a ch- someone will take a chance. Look at our QB knowledge flourish, guys. Yeah. Look at that. It's we're pretty gonna good have this. We're gonna have this conversation again. I'm a- telling you. Any more buy or sells? No, that's it. That's it. That concluded it. I think we had some pretty good. Those are some pretty good questions. I'm warmed us. up. I'm revved up. All right, well, revved up to predict this Lions game, Chris. Bogstradamus. I got something else to rev you guys up. I was watching Fox NFL Sunday before. uh, Actually, I was watching Fox Sports 1 for one of my first times in a while. And they had Reggie Bush on. And I thought I decided to keep the channel on because, hey, it was Reggie Bush. They had Randy Moss on there, Donovan McNabb. And they were asking Reggie, A, you're 6-2 right now. But obviously in years past, Lions Lions have faltered including last year in the second half of the season. What makes this team different from last year's? And he said the same word, I think, at least four or five times in this response, and it was discipline. He said under head coach Jim Jim Caldwell, 
Wow, I almost said the wrong name there. Uh, under under head coach Jim Caldwell, this team is much more disciplined and much more ready for the second half of the season. And if you look at it, three and zero with Calvin Johnson gone, two and zero with Reggie Bush gone, and and all the tight ends gone. and all the tight ends gone. No, this is a team that's faced a lot of adversity this season, and I think one of the teams that's faced some of the toughest injuries this season, hey, they lost their leader on defense in Steven Tolick. And I think it was interesting that Reggie was able to say that they're a lot more disciplined this season under their coaching staff than last year's. I want to know from you guys, do you think it's the discipline from the coaches that's going to be the reason why they're able to Keep this up at the end of the season. Absolutely. Do you, are you buying or selling what Reggie's saying? Buying. Buying. Easy. I got my bag full. I'm at the checkout line. Yeah. It's co- it's all coaching. All you can you can tell. It's not just but, Reggie but, Bush. I was telling you before the before this podcast. I guess everyone the ticket had article. Lawrence Jackson was on their show this morning, and he said that it's all coaching. The team is so much different. They have a lot of effort. And it's all Andre Fluon was also interviewed, and he said that the team is one. It's very unified. There's offensive linemen playing jokes on cornerbacks and all this different stuff going on where it's not just like all the different position players are in their groups and that's this how it's going to go the whole team is one every it's totally ga- every game that the Lions have won this year are are individually more impressive than each win the Lions have gotten last year and that's just because it's cleaner very and little coaching clean, mistakes cleaning is from the coaching fair enough i mean i obviously buy what reggie's saying too but i think it's interesting that the players are really Verbally speaking out in favor of Jim Caldwell, and you never really heard that with Schwartz. You never were like, oh, yeah, we're all behind him, even though we're facing this adversity right now. You never really heard that. And now the players are really speaking up in support of Caldwell, and I think think it's really starting to pay dividends for them. Want a fun fact? A little, wait, okay, go do your fun fact. Want a fun fact? Yeah. Since 1997, in the second half of the season... Guess what the Lions' record is? Oh, is it less than five hundred? Oh, thirty-one and ninety-seven. Oh my god! I mean, that's not really a fair stat because uh, the Matt Millen era—that should just be a big old chalked up as a zero. They had Lions. a couple decent first halves of the season, even in the Millen era. I mean, even the year that they made the playoffs. So look at how the they year started. Before, the year before they went zero and sixteen, they had a pretty. They finished seven and nine. John Kitna. Yeah, John Kitna. Kitna. I got, I got Jeff Garcia. Let's do a little <laughs> bit of a rewind. James Hegdebo said in the beginning of the year, around like, I don't know, spring training or whatever, championship team. You buying into that a little bit more, guys? Because I know he caught some heat. Hey, that was one some of my heat. that was one of my buy or sell questions in the summertime. I'll say this much. He's starting to look I'm a little bit. I'm not light. gonna I'm not I'm not gonna go and say the Lions are gonna win the NFC. But if there was ever a year for it to happen, because I think the Lions can match up and beat any team in the NFC it's this year. Because I think this is the first time where I'm ever able to say the Lions can beat any team in the NFC. Last year, are you really going to tell me the Lions could have beaten the Seahawks? No. No. I think the Lions could beat any team on a neutral field. That includes the Arizona Cardinals. That includes the Green Bay Packers, who they've already beaten. Keep in mind, they've, they blew them out at the beginning of the season. That includes the Packers. I mean, that includes the Eagles. That includes the Cowboys. I think more than any other year, they could beat any team in the NFC. The stars you know are aligning. You know what? Okay, birthday just passed. A little, a little older, a little wiser. Oh yeah. So here we go for the NFC. 
you know, with, with my wisdom, I have, I am starting to become afraid of coaches. Tell me you guys, when you see Bruce Arians and Chip Kelly, you don't consider them. They, uh, to me, they're, they're kind of, you know, do you not wise? consider Jim Caldwell, who has a lot no, more experience in the NFL though. No, I, I do think Jim Caldwell's a great coach, but Bruce Arians and Chip Kelly, they're building quite a resume right now, and they they have great teams behind them. I mean, they're in position to do great things as well, and that's that's what's starting to separate the power of these teams. You know, you look at Jim Jim Harbaugh is really struggling with the Niners over there, so I'm not really worried about Jim Harbaugh. You look at the Cardinals; they're doing great, and then Bruce Arians is like what 14 and three in in his last 17 games. Chip Kelly comes right out of college and just turns the Eagles right around. These guys are tough, tough coaches. And when I look at these coaches now, I start to, you know, I really consider coaching as as a strength, a they, huge strength. Those guys, the best coaches command respect. Jim Schwartz didn't command respect, even though you're supposed to respect your coaches. And I think those two guys that Chris just labeled command a lot of respect. It's a great – people – I don't remember his name, but the defensive back from the Eagles that ragged on Chip Kelly and goes, oh, I'm so tired. He runs us too hard. He got cut that week. They're like, hey, you can't keep up. Goodbye. Yeah, when uh, when Chip Kelly's team photograph came out, less than four minutes, that scared me as a a human being. How do you get a team photo of, what, 62 players done in four minutes? That's beyond me. How do you get a group of people to do that? Oh, my goodness. Well, that's, that's ridiculous. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit because I think Jim Caldwell is one of the better coaches in the in the NFC right now. And I know that you have to plan for certain coaches, including a Chip Kelly or a Bruce Arians. But I think at the end of the day, talent is what wins games on the field. And a team, work, a team is what wins games out on the field. And the coach is what forms that team. And it's what disciplines that team. And it's what makes sure that that team commands respect to the of that coach. But at the end of the day, a team is what wins that game. And I'm not, and I think the Lions are able to match up their talent on the field with any of those teams you just named. But I am going to mention one more coach that you didn't mention and a team that we really haven't, and and a team that I think a lot of people are sleeping on right now because they are five and three, they are in position for a wild card spot. And I think that they have the best coach in the NFC and that's Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Ooh, I thought you were going to say the Packers. No. No, uh, not no, Mike I, McCarthy and the Green Bay Packers, but Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. Well, I think he commands more respect. I think he gets more respect than any other coach in the NFL. Oh, yeah. And, See the way he chooses gum? I, I truly <laughs> I truly think the Seahawks are a typical overblown media problem right now. Yeah. I tip, I honestly think that's all it is. They're 5-3. and three. Oh, yeah. I I. It's just because they won the Super Bowl. They're everybody's favorite team. They're always in the spotlight. Everything gets picked and combed over by that team. Well, and that is exactly why everybody's in doubt. There's all this turmoil and all this is going on. I honestly think that it's just it's halfway through the season. And that's what the players say, too. It's Look, oh, Marshawn Lynch, they're like they're not going to bring him back. And Percy Harvin was a cancer in the locker room. and Creating stories where there's really nothing to talk about because they're not as uh, explosive as last season. You know, last, se- last season they were probably 5-3 and three at this point, too. They didn't have a remarkable record. There were some blemishes, but you can definitely tell that the Seahawks aren't as great a team as they were last year. But that's I mean, the truth. Come on. Here's a team that's second in the league in rushing yards, sixth in opponents' passing yards, and fourth in rushing defense, sixth in passing defense. I know they're 30th in the NFL in passing yards, which surprises me looking at that because they have Russell Wilson. But that just shows how they're able to create plays and how they're able to really 
work as a team and they're five and three right now and you really 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 can't sleep on the seahawks and i think they would be the toughest challenger to the lions in the nfc yeah that's where i I still think that the seahawks can win that division they still have to fight the cardinals twice the cardinals still have to beat we still haven't seen the cardinals go up against the seahawks even though they did win they were the only team to win in seattle last year and i think that's something that it's pretty will be pretty interesting to watch. So that twelfth man, the 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 Cardinals were able to defeat that last year, and that was the Seahawks last year were one of the best teams I had seen since the sixteen and O Patriots. So this is my two cents on the Seahawks. <laughs> I yeah, they're not. You, you done. know me outside of the podcast. You know I appreciate they're not the done. It's just media overblowing the situation. You know what I want to know? Let's analyze this game. Do the Lions have the 12th man? Is the is their home field advantage going to no, play no, a fact against no, Miami? No. no? Lions no. home field Lions don't have that much home field advantage. They get loud. They get pretty loud yeah. and disruptive, but they're not 12th man. This is, I'm, I'm sorry I'm, Lions. I'm, I'm sure, sorry Lions fans. I'm pretty sure but, the seating in Ford Field isn't as much as the this Seattle's yeah. uh whatever the field's called. Uh Century Century Life, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sorry Lions fans, you, you you're not the 12th man. That belongs to the Seahawks and their fans. You're just some good fans. Yep. Great fans. We love you. Pat on we the love back. you. All right. Now we're going to get into the preview of next week's game, Week 10's matchup of the Lions versus the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are 5-3 and three this season. Really surprising 5-3, and three, even though I think that this was a team going into the season that a lot of people were sleeping on. Mm-hmm. And they're five and three, and I think what's scarier is last week they shut out the San Diego Chargers, winning thirty-seven to nothing. Goose egg. They're on a three-game winning streak right now. Four out of their last five. The other two games in their winning streak are Chicago and Jacksonville, but those are on the road. So I give them credit for that as well. And now they're going on the road to the Lions, to Ford Field, and they. I mean, this is a Dolphins team that their defenses look great this year. They're second in the league in pass defense, 12th in the league in rush defense. They're fourth in the league in rushing yards. Ryan Tannehill is looking like one of the better quarterbacks from that draft class. Looking like the second best quarterback in that division. Second best quarterback in that division. I can't disagree with you there. Obviously behind Tommy Brady. Oh, I was going to say Kyle Orton. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) But, guys, I want to know from you. Is this a locked in? Is this a locked up win for the Lions against a Miami Dolphins team that I've slept on a lot of the season, saying, "Line, oh, it'll be an easy win." Do you think this is going to be an easy win here no. over at Ford Field? Absolutely no, not. It is not an easy. And win. I'm not saying lock in win anymore for the rest of my life because the Buffalo Bills made a pretty good example of what happens. When they made a pretty that. good example of the Dolphins too this year, beating them 29 to 10. They did. Those Bills, I'm telling you. Those bills are something else. But the Dolphins uh, are not to be taken lightly. Joe Philbin definitely uh, proved the media wrong. Ryan Tannehill proved the media wrong. QB controversy. No, there's no QB controversy. They cleaned out the cancers in the locker room. They got some solid people in there, and the team looks solid. Louis Delmas is also in there uh, on their team. Yeah, we do have the return of Louis, who said uh, he did just say today they asked him about coming back 
to Detroit. Is there any hatred there? He said, no, man, it's just all business. So, Which is true. That's, yeah, it is just you business. You knew what was happening, the injuries and his price tag. I'll say this much. If the Dolphins win, I don't, he won't be getting carried off on the players' shoulders oh, no. unless he does something phenomenal. But He had picked six last week. so He did. Yeah. Or Sunday. The one thing about the Dolphins here, yeah, it's going to be a, it's not an easy win for the Lions. But the thing about the Dolphins, when they win, they win. They beat the Patriots by 13. They beat Oakland 38 to 14. Chicago they beat 27-14. Jacksonville 27-13. And now the Chargers 37 and 0. They, they win every game by at least two touchdowns. You know, Miami looked really good against the Chargers last night. But what I really think is the Chargers looked really bad. So I don't think anyone should get a big head about the Dolphins. Yeah, they're good. They also, you know, they lost to Green Bay, a team that uh, the, the Lions have already de- uh, defeated. I, I, I'm sorry. I think I, I'm going to completely disagree with what you just said, Chris, that the Chargers that the Chargers lost that game. And I think the Dolphins won that game. It wasn't the Chargers that lost that oh, game. Oh, but you can't say the Chargers didn't look bad because they looked terrible. And it's not all because of Miami. The Chargers are on a three-game skid. I think the Dolphins are a team that the Chargers took lightly. Oh, we're the San Diego Chargers. We got Phillip Rivers and this great defense. <laughs> we're like an old is, that, is that what they sound like over there? No, I, I don't know. If it, I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. Any This was one of the most impressive performances by a team in the NFL this season. I would agree. They beat a 5-2 and two team 37 to nothing. 37 to nothing, guys. They did their homework. They did their homework. And you better believe that Joe Philbin is doing his homework on the Detroit Lions. And he already has their team studied up. I think Joe Philbin's one of the better head coaches in the NFL, too. So do you think maybe the Lions, though, have been doing their homework for two weeks with that bye week? Oh, or- I mean, I don't argue that they that they weren't. And I think that the bye week is going to really play beneficial for the Lions. But this is a game that scares me big time. Here's where it comes down to. Lions have number one defense, and the Dolphins don't have a scary offense. Mike Wallace and Jarvis Landry are their top two receivers. You think the Lions defense can contain that? Mike Wallace has been great this year. He has been great this year, but so has Julio Jones. Yeah. So has Randall Cobb. And look what I mean, Julio Jones did, the Lions, did, did to the Lions in that first half. True, but they didn't win. I mean, you, well, Mike Wallace did great against who? The Raiders, the Bears, the Jaguars, the Packers. Not great defenses. You know? I mean, there's there's things to look at. They're fourth in the league in rushing. Lamar Miller's questionable injury. Lamar Miller's been better than any Lions running back this year. He has five touchdowns. Yeah, but no running back has been anything less than terrible. To compare uh, to DeMarco against- Murray. Yeah. Or I mean, Le'Veon Bell. Hey, don't know. sleep on... Hey, Ryan Tannehill has more rushing yards than Reggie Bush this year. I just want to put that out there. That's all. <laughs> Good for Ryan Tannehill. 7.9 yards per carry. But Ryan ha- Tannehill is all of a sudden showing some mobility. It won't happen against the He's Lions. the new RG3. Yeah. I bet he... Had, well, yeah, it's Ryan Tannehill, man. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. How about those Texas A&M quarterbacks? But, um, yeah, it's going to be... I think this is going to be one of the better games that you see out of the Lions this year. It's going to be one of the more fun games to watch. Not fun as in they're down the whole time, they look bad, and they pull it out in the end. I think the Lions are now more healthy than before. They've had a bye week to get things together, relax. I think 
Miami makes every game interesting, and this game is going to be great to watch. Lewis and Chris, I have a buy or sell topic for you. Buy Since we're there. in this buy or sell topic mood today. <laughs> I got my debit card out. Miami Dolphins, are they the best team the Lions have played this season? No. The Packers are. Are they? They have the same record. What? The Packers and Dolphins? Yes. The Packers beat the Dolphins. Lions beat the Packers. Lions will beat the Dolphins. I would have to agree with Chris. I think the Packers are better than Miami. I mean, okay. I, I don't. You know, the Dolphins are good. They've they've been playing really well, but they don't have as much to show for them. I think it'll be a much closer game than the Lions game against the Packers, and that was a twelve point game. I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. Well, the Lions have you. Aaron Rodgers was just off. Eddie Lacy wasn't doing anything. Randall Cobb got contained. I would agree with you. Are they but, better than the Saints or the Falcons? So they narrowly, narrowly, narrowly defeated the last two weeks. Yes. No, not on offense. No. It didn't matter though. Yes, yeah, Miami not is better offense, than both those teams. Their defense is much, much, much better than the Saints or the Falcons. I'm just saying, Kelvin. As I said before, Kelvin Johnson had a month's rest. He's ready to play some football. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he's not 100. percent He's ready to play some football. The Lions faced those two teams, those two prolific offenses. Still beat them. They also played them without Kelvin Johnson, without their tight ends, without Reggie Bush. They're going into this game against the Dolphins, who, yes, they have a stout defense, but they're coming back with, you know, a 85, 90% healthy offense. And the Dolphins, they, they won't be able to handle it. I, they, they could handle it a little bit. Brent Grimes is a great cornerback. Uh, they have a good pass rush, decent linebacking crew. It's going to be a tough game. But they'll pick off. I say they're going to pick off Stafford twice, though. Yeah. They, I, would, I would have to agree. They, I, they, I have them in fantasy. They have a hundred points in fantasy football right now. Does one of those? Does one of those? Uh, pick. Does one of those interceptions go to Lewis Delmas? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll be a nice homecoming. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to get into our score predictions in a little bit, but real, real quick on my topic on Miami or Green Bay, who I would take. Who's a better team? I think Miami is a more complete team than Green Bay. If you look. Both sides of the ball. I think Green Bay has, I agree, Green Bay has a better offense. But if you look at both sides of the ball, I think Miami's a more complete team. I agree. I would definitely agree with that. I think Miami has probably the most, probably has one of the best wins on their schedule with New England, who I think is the best team in the NFL right now. I mean, look what they just did at the Broncos last week. I think Miami's the best team the Lions have played this year. And I am not ashamed to say that. I think they're better than Green Bay. I think they're better than Carolina. I think they're better than Buffalo. I think they're better than New Orleans or Atlanta. I mean, those are some good teams that the Lions have played this year. I think they're better than any of those teams. And I think this is going to be a very, very, very tough game for the Lions to win. I just think you just got to look at the game that they played. Green Bay beat Miami at home. That's the one thing if you're going to test who's better. You put two teams together, and you put the one that everybody thinks is a little bit better on the away side. And Green Bay won on a last-second fake spike touchdown. But who's better right now? And right now, who's right better? Right now? I, even, I didn't click the Green Bay tab. The Dolphins. The are, Dolphins are on the a three-game winning streak. Yeah. All right. I mean... Green Bay is winning because they have the best quarterback in the league in Aaron Rodgers, and that's the truth. The fake spike? Holy crap. That was awesome. You can't say that wasn't. No, Aaron that's Rogers what I was He did, but that's what makes the team. Quarterback makes the team. All right. I think we're ready to get into some score predictions. We are. I am. 
we've talked enough about this game. I want to know. Put your knowledge on the line, Chris. Dolphins Lions final score. Bogstradamus says Lions will win seventeen to thirteen, and Joyke Bell will rush for over a hundred yards. Whoa. Ding 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 ding! He bides on your topic, Lewis. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Throw that. Beat that, guys. Beat that. I say that the Lions win twenty to thirteen. Okay. No hundred yard rusher. No. No hundred yard rusher. The Lions, though, pull out another victory in the final minutes, twenty four to twenty three. Just like against the Packers. Just like against the Packers. Just like against. I mean, the Lions are going to win this game. I I know I was playing devil's advocate before. They're going to win this game. I do think the Dolphins are the toughest team they've played this year, but the Lions just find ways to win. This is where coaching is important because if the Dolphins had a little bit too much fun after that huge win against San Diego, hitting the road, uh, this could be a game for them to lose. I I think they're aware that this Lions team is no team to sleep on, though. I I think they know that the Lions are a better team than the team they played last week. So... It's going to be a great game. I think we can all agree on that. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited, too. I'm excited to see Megatron back out on that field. Oh, heck yes. I think that's what I'm most excited about. I would have to agree with you on that Megatron's one. getting a touchdown. Touchdown and over 100 yards. Game ball. Bam. Game ball. Bam. Bogstradamus out. I don't know if they're going to... I don't I don't see Calvin playing all the snaps next week. I don't see... I don't think... I think they're going to kind of ease him back into action, so... Nope, they're pulling him all. 100 OP, He's man. playing at 100. No, I I think they've been easing him back into action. I think they're going to continue to a little bit. Kind of like what the Saints did with Jimmy Graham. And now, I think they're going to... And I think the Lions are going to do that with Calvin. But... We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a fun week 10. Hopefully the Lions... Hopefully we're right, and the Lions do pull out this win over the Miami Dolphins, and we will be back next week, hopefully celebrating a Lions victory and previewing the week after's matchup against the, against the excuse me, the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. I, I almost got those games mixed up. Anyway, that's about time for our show to wrap up. I want to thank Lewis and Chris for being on my pocket, for being on our podcast as always, it's a great time. Chris, once again, happy birthday. Thank You're you. 21 now, right? 20. Uh, just a little baby. Just a little baby. Wee. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Once again, I'm your host, Michael Heiger. Thank you to Lewis and Chris. And we will be back next week. And as always, Go Lions! Go Lions!